Welcome to Real FM Rewind. Here's some highlights from the week. You just never know when your niche hobby might save someone's life. Mickey Wilson is a professional slackliner and ski instructor, and one day in the Colorado ski slopes, he saw a man dangling by the backpack strap from the ski lift. Mickey realized he was the only one who could save him, as the friends of this unconscious man couldn't do anything and the ski patrols couldn't really do anything, and Mickey, using his slacklining skills, went across the ski lift cable and got to him. He caught a knife from a ski patrol who tossed it to him, which is another miracle that he caught a knife on the first try while wearing ski gloves, and he cut the backpack strap, and the patrols took the man immediately to the hospital, and he ended up making a full recovery. Mickey was awarded the Carnegie Hero Medal, awarded to civilians who put their lives in danger to rescue others. Who knew slacklining would save the day? Also paired with Mickey's bravery, of course. You know, Kara, I am far from a scientist or an engineer, so I don't understand all of the details of this, but I was reading earlier today that researchers have stumbled upon an accidental breakthrough that could revolutionize renewable energy. Wow. So a couple years ago, some researchers basically by accident stumbled upon this method of drawing electricity out of humid air. No way. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And so it remains to be seen whether or not this concept can eventually work at scale and actually be a big part of renewable energy. But if so, based on how I feel during the summers here in Arkansas, (laughs) like when I walk outside for like 10 minutes and then come back in and I look like I jumped in a swimming pool. Exactly. Yes. This could be really useful, at least around here. Revolutionary. hard in the city finding high quality fresh fruits and vegetables and you know how much we need those. I feel pretty fortunate and blessed that I got to go to a farmer's market recently but access to that isn't always easy for people especially if you're in a really big city but that may be changing thanks to some very creative people and the change of cities. You know the pandemic changed a lot more people are working remotely and offices seem to be a thing of the past. So what do people do with these empty office spaces? Two people pitched this idea, an indoor farm. Jackie and Tyler live in Arlington, Virginia, just a stone's throw away from Washington, D.C. Very busy city, and now they're growing farm-fresh produce in the city Thanks to a vertical farming technique, it's inside an empty office. I just love this. I think it's so creative and a way for people in the city to get those fresh fruits and vegetables and use those empty office spaces. I think this is a great change for the better. Love to see it. If you've ever felt the weight of the world on your shoulders, whether it's like the world, figuratively, all the things going on in the world that you're aware of, or maybe in your own little world, the weight really does fall on your shoulders. Maybe there's a lot of responsibility that you're carrying and it feels overwhelming and you feel on a on a regular basis like it's my job to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> that is an overwhelming feeling to live with. And so I, I read something today that was really refreshing to me and really hopeful from Chris Wachter. Just a really timely reminder, I think, for all of us. Every step that Jesus took toward Calvary made it all the clearer that the saving of the world business was to be accomplished solely by himself. 
single-handedly. Hanging from that instrument of torture, his life slowly slipping away, the day grew abnormally dark. At his final breath, the earth shook. A thunderstorm of divine judgment descended upon Jerusalem. Everyone dropped what they were doing and headed for the hills. The cross was the loudest demonstration ever of, you don't have to save the world today. Jesus already has. What do we do with abandoned buildings? Turn them into an indoor skate park? I like the sound of that. An abandoned supermarket in the UK is open to skateboarders, BMXers, scooter riders, and rollerbladers. I've got a pair of rollerblades myself, so this is very exciting for me. I love the idea of taking an old, unused building and turning it into something for the community. And in this case, the people orchestrating all of this want to unlock long-term regeneration opportunities. They want to help change the view of skateboarding and for people to know you're never too old to skate. So the idea is young and old can come together to have fun, and I think that's super awesome. How many times do we see skateboarders in movies portrayed as like, you know, kind of dumb, mischievous youth? I am sure there are skateboarders who do not appreciate the stereotype, and I think this can help with, you know, obviously being involved in the community, bringing people into it, young and old, and just enjoying the sport together. Now, I really need some building here in Northwest Arkansas to do the same thing. Seriously, as a rollerblader, it is hard to find places to skate. How often do you find yourself saying or thinking the words, I can't do this. Ooh. This happens to me mm. from time to time. Yeah. Uh, lots of times it's tied to parenting. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes it's tied to other challenging relationships mm. in my life. Yeah. Even small things like trying to make it through a tough workout. Yeah. You start having that thought. It's I hard. can't do this. Mm. I read a reflection today from a mom named Ashley Downend, and she was sharing one of the most important life lessons she says she's ever learned. Mm. She was giving birth to her first child about a decade ago. And after hours and hours in labor, she remembers saying to her mom, I can't do this. Mm. And she says, I don't remember a lot of that experience yeah. to this day. But one thing I do remember is when my mom gifted me the piece of encouragement I now recite to myself time and time again. She said, honey, you already are doing it. Oh. And I realized I was. Wow. It wasn't fun. It wasn't easy. Sure. It didn't feel like it was successful yeah. at that moment. Ooh, yeah. But I was already doing it. Wow. And I just think that's such a great encouragement to return to mm. when things get hard in our lives. Yeah. Certainly, like I said, with parenting, like when your newborn won't sleep for more than a few hours at a time, Oof. or maybe when you wonder if you're really cut out for your job, mm. maybe when you're facing some sort of medical challenge. I know it feels like you can't do it, but remember, you already are. Mm. When you have a significant other who is significantly more picky of an eater than you, it can be hard getting adventurous, you know, going and trying new things or trying things at home. But I'm pretty grateful that my husband will eat sushi. And so we actually made sushi together last night. I mean, if you can call it sushi, the salmon was fully cooked and we were kind of stumbling along through it. But it was still a really fun experience and we learned some stuff along the way. And so, you know, even if your significant other is a picky eater, or maybe it's your kids or someone else you enjoy spending time with, sometimes you can work around it, find a compromise and still be adventurous.
So Anson, I don't know if you remember this, but when I was single and doing a little bit of internet dating, mm-hmm. there were quite a few interesting messages <laughs> and things that I would come in and tell you about. Do you remember yes, some of those? I vaguely, I mean, I don't know if I remember specifics, but I do yeah. know they were <laughs> wild. They were wild. And uh, I, so I can sympathize with like the world of online dating can be a little bit overwhelming. Yeah, now, it takes some bravery. It takes some bravery. Now it turned out really well for me in the end, but um, there's an interesting on- story about an online dating exchange that's going around mm-hmm. that has me um, being a little bit judgy. Oh, okay. So a guy and a girl were chatting. They were having having a good time. They had chatted enough that the guy was like, hey, would you like to meet up? Yes. For some ice cream. Okay. Put this out there. And she immediately comes back with, sorry if this may come off as rude, but I don't do ice cream dates. Ooh. I'm a 26-year-old woman, and a date like that seems like the absolute bare minimum for me. I was like, what? Okay. You don't do ice cream dates? (laughs) I I don't know who you are, but... um, I, I am never going to be too old for ice cream dates. Yeah. I mean, in fact, that is probably one of the dates we go on <laughs> most still to this like day. Most huh? often, I don't understand this at all. And the internet has taken this up. And most of the internet is also saying, like, this makes no sense to me. I don't yeah. understand. Uh, anyway, I would just like to clarify to anyone listening, if anyone would like <laughs> to take me out on an ice cream, cream date, I will, I will probably go. Automatic yes. <laughs> yeah. I am really scared I'm going to butcher this name, but Simu Liu, an actor known as Shang-Chi in the latest Marvel film, or as I knew him from Kim's Convenience as the annoying big brother, he is now one of the Kens in the Barbie movie, and he explained what Kenergy is, and I think this is a fun concept. He said, quote, We've all had those days where everything is working for us. Our hair is just right, the brows are working, the outfit's perfect. We feel like we just can't take a bad picture. We feel like everyone's laughing at our jokes. That's definitely Kenergy. Those are good days when we've got that Kenergy, but I think there's something better than Kenergy, though I don't have as quite of a catchy name as that. And it's the confidence and freedom that comes from knowing you are loved by God. Even on bad days when our hair is messy, our outfit is just pajamas and sweatpants, and no one is laughing at our jokes, we can still feel good about ourselves because we are still loved and beautiful. So that kind of energy, like Kenergy, can be with us all the time, and it's electric and contagious. It's the kind of radiating light that makes people stop and ask, why are they like that? And we can tell them about the God who loves us. Love this Kenergy idea, but I just think there's something better out there. All right, look, I rag on social media a lot, and <laughs> I think for good reason. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff on social media that we'd probably be better off mm-hmm. without. Fair. However, that doesn't mean that there aren't some wholesome stories True. that come from social media as well. Yeah. This might be one of my favorite ever. Okay. Okay. Grandpa on YouTube, uh-huh. who decided he wanted to start his own channel. Okay. And I have to read the about section of this YouTube channel. Okay. Okay. Grandpa says, I love to read comics to Ooh. my kids and my grandkids. Okay. But due to the pandemic, I wasn't able to read to them. 
I can play the banjo, the ukulele, the piano, and ping pong. Not any of them very well, but well <laughs> enough for a grandpa. Uh-huh. So if you need a grandpa or want an extra grandpa, <gasps> oh my gosh. join me as I read the comics. Oh, what an extra grandpa. He literally just reads comics. That's so cute. On his YouTube channel. I love this. The thing is, there's like eight bajillion people on YouTube. Yeah. And his videos were only getting like two or three views a piece. Oh. Right? So not many people had found this. Yeah. Until a guy named Cole Caetano, who has a huge following on YouTube, uh -huh. came across these videos. And he's known for finding and promoting content creators with little to no followers. Oh. And skyrocketing them to fame. That is so cool. So he comes across this Grandpa Reads the Comics YouTube channel. Oh my gosh. He shares it on his own social media. And in the first 24 hours, Grandpa now has 100,000 followers. No. As of today, he's closing in on half a million what? subscribers. That's so cute. Isn't that oh, awesome? I love it. I love it. The Grandpa Aww. said, if there was a Mount Rushmore of people who have helped me in my life, you'd be on my Mount Rushmore, buddy. <laughs> oh, it's to so... Cole. Oh, Isn't that great? It's... Cole says, I truly do get joy from what I do as well. There's honestly no better feeling than helping someone else oh, out. Oh, that's precious. Thanks for listening to the Real FM Rewind. Make sure to check out all of our podcasts on the Real FM app or at real.fm. And don't forget, be kind and rewind. <laughs>